He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Orchard manager Homan Tepsel shows me around Ōtama Marere Trust Orchard in Paingaroa. Well, it's leased out to the Tukiki Golf Club for about 40, 50 years. In the late 70s it came back to us, or the lease expired, and most of the owners then were going to put it up and sell it. Persons like the late Peter Tapsell, Dr Peter Tapsell, stopped them. Ratahi Cross is chairperson of Naitukairangi Trust in Matapihi and says it was the foresight of his whānau that saw the potential in growing kiwi fruit. Our nannies, our, our papas, uh, they forgave all, all um, dividends. You know, they said this has got to succeed. 20 years is a long time to give your land over to an entity on a dream of a little fuzzy furry thing. Norm Carter is chairperson of Tikaha 15B Hine Ora Orchard, an 11 hectare block in Tefanoa Apanui. Innovation is part of their work philosophy. We were the first ones, I believe, in the country to go into a joint venture partnership with Parke Entrepreneurs, and uh, we're now at the end of that. We have two blocks that have uh, uh, crystallised this year, which meant that it paid all their debt off. These three trusts are the finalists in the inaugural Ahu Whenua Trophy Excellence in Māori Horticulture Award 2020. Coming up, I join each chairman to get a sense of their day-to-day operations as kiwifruit orchards, their business plans to diversify the sustainability and innovation aspirations, and how they give back to their nearby marae and hapū. Enga maunga whakahi, no piki mai, no kake mai ki tēnei hōtaka a Tiahika. Ko Justin Maria Ho, this is Tiahika on RNZ National. The Ahu Whenua Trophy Awards was championed by the late Sir Aperana Ngata and Lord Bledisloe to encourage and award skill and proficiency in Māori farming. The history of the Ahu Whenua Trophy is as diverse as the farmers that have won it in its 87-year history. The awards recognises dairy farmers and sheep and beef farmers and now horticulture. Ōtama Marere in Paingarua operates 45 hectares and grow Haywood Green, Sun Gold G3 and Sun Gold G3 Organic. There are over 900 avocado trees, wetlands and kauri trees on site. Home in Tapsil, Nōnāti Whakauwe Ki Maketu is the orchard manager and owner of the block and trustee. In his late 40s, Homan decided to study for a diploma in horticulture at Lincoln University. He began working at Ōtama Marere in 2007. His home overlooks the orchard, and because of this, he says it's hard to get that work-life balance. Sometimes it does become a bit of a horror. You, you know, you've got your office, your house, and your work all in the, under the one umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do have a boat out there, and I do get a go. I did see the boat. I did, Because we are near Makitufana. Yeah, near So we are near the beach and stuff. Um, well, kia ora, Homan. So right now I'm here at uh, Ōtama Marere. We're in uh, Homan's Whare. So we're just going to go for a brief tour around... The orchard. Yep. <laughs> Now on our right here, we've got a little whare here with a bit more history to the place. Kaora te whenua, kaora te hapu. So virtually what it's saying is if we look after the land, which Māori's are renowned for doing, uh, the land will look after its people. This land is is close to the banks of the Kaituna River, which yes. comes from Rotorua down to Makatu. 
it had direct access to another or uh, halfway along the way down there called Tabuika and uh, Tupuna we were one with the environment and that sort of made us very comfortable what we were doing. As you see as we progress that we will see some of the wetlands and what we're trying to achieve here over the years. And um, we're actually, where we parked, there's, there's uh, seem to be several hives next to us. Well, the buds are blossoming and pollination has started to get the fruit set because we don't have very much natural bees flying around on there and we have to bring in the beehives to do the pollination for us. So on our right here, as we first came in, we had what we called gold, sun gold kiwi fruit has been developed under a conventional uh, licence and down towards the free of the orchard you'll see we, we've gone to the organic side of it. Oh, OK. You know, trying to keep with the uh, vibrancy of the land, look after the land, get away from chemicals. And so we've moved a big way into growing things organically. And is there much of a difference in time and effort and money of, of organic versus non-organic? There's been a lot of arguments and debate regarding that. Uh, my argument is, well, what I've pr- proven here is that they use bud enhancers, what they call high-can, to uh, bring on the fruit set a lot earlier. That's in conventional. But since I've been involved with organics on this trust, it has actually taken over the commercial and therefore it's been on path not better than our commercial growing. And now we've got we'll come across uh, gem avocados. Gem avocados. The advantages of growing this gem, this is probably grown in um, California, United States, brought out to New Zealand through a company called Sega. Now the uh, advantages of having these gem avocado trees as opposed to our normal has is on the has trees you can grow about 80 trees per hectare. I've planted on this orchard about 900 plants. So this orchard here um, we've got sort of three types. We've got Hayward, we've got gold conventional and we've got gold organics. The Hayward we've got about 12 hectares and in the the conventional organic gold where we've got a further eight hectares, so about twenty all up. Twenty hectares. Yes. As you can see we're approaching some old buildings that we've got down the back here. When we first started off uh, constructing this orchard and getting this orchard together, we used a local a lot of local uh, labour families in there to help us get kick-started. Uh, over a period of time, uh, they went by the wayside, costs became too high, right. and then we pulled in contractors. So so what we've done since, and with all these various buildings, that we've listed out to local beekeepers. Now, we're coming to what I call my favourite part of the orchard. Oh, yes. The wetlands and the organics. What are the what are the benefits, um, Homan, of, of having wetlands? Controlling all the chemicals, or our neighbours put onto their farmlands, or onto the orchards. So what happens? It filters out all the various 
chemicals prior to hitting our main waterways, like the kaituna and where it gets into our our food supplies down on the you know on the coast. So that's one of the biggest benefits that you know having these wetlands. Uh, where Otama was concerned, we started this wetlands back in probably about two or twelve. Over here, there's a bit of a sunny where there's some of the plants that we've planted. So what? Karamu, Mahui, Makomako, Kanuka, Niko, Tikoka, Harakeke. Harakeke. We, and that's our next stage in the program is to get our people down and do some weaving. As well as the normal day-to-day operations of Otama Marere Trust, extending beyond this to benefit local marae and hapu is just as important. We do a lot of contributions to to our whānau. We run education programs, you know, through varsity students and that. We contribute to the local marae. What's the name of the local marae? Um... Uh, Whakauke Makatu, and that's part of Tarawa. Anything that we can do to help our family if it's hardships, they can apply for funding you know, from us. Kia ora. Now, I'm looking at the vines. We're just literally a, min- a metre away from the gold organic vines. Um, weather susceptibility, COVID-19, ho- um, home, and how did that impact Ultima uh, Marere? Well, we were probably fortunate in the fact that we were supported by Sika Kiwifruit, who are a post-harvest company in Tupukia. And they run RFC programs, and they provide all the labour through those programs. Right. I provide labour from my own my own whanau here to do all the incidental jobs, but not the big jobs that's required on the orchard. So that numbers sort of takes me up to about thirteen, fifteen, but you know they employ about nine months of the year. Do you come out here every day, most days? Yeah, every day, virtually living. It's hard because, but I enjoy it because my office and my home is on the property. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it becomes part of you, you know, it's just, it's my, my, my makeup. Uh, we're just going to head down towards the Kaituna here. Right, into the Kaituna River. Hmm, the mighty Kaituna. I suppose the question on my mind is. Can you still get tuna from there? Not, and nowhere near the amounts that we used to. Pollution has done a lot of damage to the to the natural habitat in the in the yeah. river. You know how we used to have so much watercress and that on the banks of the uh, uh, the rivers yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. It's long gone. Yeah, so this is where a lot of the growing of the gardens were done by our people was on the flat sea of the riverbanks. And as you can see on both sides of the river, it's quite fertile, you know, land. Mm. So that's our mighty kaituna. Every sort of inch, it seems, is, is thought about in terms of making the most out of this whenua. Yeah, we've utilised just about everything that we can to what we thought would be the most beneficial aspect of the business of this whenua and this trust. Orchard manager and trustee of Otama Marere Trust, a 45-hectare kiwifruit orchard, wetlands, avocado orchard in Paingaroa. 
The land at Matapihi in Tauranga was originally used for dairy farming, but 40 years ago, farmers feared that their land would be incorporated into urban development. So the decision was made to amalgamate the land blocks. This was the beginning of Naitukairangi Number no. 2 Orchard Trust and the business of kiwifruit. Since that time, the Trust has expanded its business to include a small orchard in Te Puke, and more significantly, the purchase of five orchards in Hastings. At their public field day, the Trust opened their new workers' living quarters, Te Rau Mahara, in memory of the food truck sent overseas during World War II and in honour of the late Tūrirangi Tekani, who was instrumental in the idea of horticulture in Matapihi and was part of the 28th Māori Battalion. Today, Naitūkairangi Trust has over 2,000 beneficial owners, employ 56 staff and are keen to diversify business. I sat down with Chairman Ratahi Cross. Uh, this is on um, probably one of our most sacred places. Uh, this is Pūwhararuki, which is the name of this area. And so it, it has a special place for us uh, as the Tukairangi people. It's, uh, it was the very first area we um, established our orcharding as a group, as a, as a whānau group. Nai Tukairangi is a hapu-owned business. It's not a family-owned business. And um, it has a 40-year history. It has a 40-year history. Probably the first 10 years wasn't that good. It's probably more hilarious than the first 10 years. But when we first set up the orchard, it was by our papa, uh, Tūrirangi Tikani. He had a, a, a little bit of an epiphany when they um, converted Māori land over at, at uh, Maumatapu and, uh, and it became available for sale. A lot of Māori sold their land across there and, uh, and, and a lot of families lost it to urbanisation. And so, so our crowa decided to have a chat with his cousins across here, with, uh, with Matthew Dixon and uh, quite a few others, uh, Bill Orr here, uh, and they decided that it might be better and prudent for our hapu over here to bring their lands together to save it from urban sprawl. And, um, and so they brought about just under half of the peninsula together, which is quite amazing. And so these blocks came together and formed that first entity uh, back in... Uh, Oh, about 40 years ago. Nai Tukairangi started out growing vegetables, but that didn't quite work as a business venture. We ate our profit. <laughs> yeah, was it? I've read somewhere that did you grow orange trees and yeah, people just kept oranges, on picking oranges. And everybody just kept picking oranges <laughs> and we grew um, babacos and cabbages and all sorts of things. We did very well. Families had a beautiful malakai. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, the, yeah, so the business end of it, didn't do so well. It wasn't. Were, yeah. It didn't do so well at all. And and leading into kiwi fruit, which is what we decided to yes. do, um, and and a, a few avocados as well. We struck it at a time when um, the Māori land scheme was brought into into play, mm. and so we were able to take advantage of the Māori land scheme to uh, to go into kiwi fruit. Unfortunately, uh, we didn't do very well then either. We weren't very good managers, and that's because we just didn't understand the fruit. So it took us a while to do that. And, and you know, I'm just, I'll give a plug here for uh, for Winston. He was the Minister of Māori Affairs for National at that time, and he came to Tauranga Mona, and for those of us that were horticultural growers in kiwi fruit, he forgave all our land scheme debts. 
And, uh, and that was an amazing thing. We, we wouldn't be the mega entity we are today if it had not been for Winston. And at that time, his CEO, which was Willa Gardner, now Sir, Sir Willa Gardner, mm-hmm. and their forgiving of our debt. Moving into, into kiwi fruit, how, how, how long was it since the Trust saw some sort of you know, benefits in terms of profit? For about 20 years, our owners, our, our, um, our nannies, our, our papas, uh, they forgave all, all um, dividends. You know, they said, this has got to succeed. 20 years is a long time to give your land over to an entity on a dream of a little fuzzy furry thing. You know? and, <laughs> and, and so so yeah, it took about 20 years for us to even establish ourselves as good growers. We still had debt to pay, lots of debt. Um, the, probably, if we can say in all fairness, the returns back to the owners has been in probably the last 14 years, which have been, and they've been great returns back to our owners. I think the, the, the best thing that we've been able to, to target is the ability to shift the opportunities for our, our families to get grants to better themselves education grants, community grants, cultural grants. Together, having several thousand of, of our people um, take a benefit from one grant or another. And, uh, we've, we've had some, some kids that have gone on to be national reps in sport, and it's because we've been able to give them a really good grant. So let's talk about the physical nature of this particular orchard. 36 yeah. hectares of G3 gold kiwi fruit and 12 hectares of green haywood. So and that, that does that encompass all those land blocks that you were talking about yes, earlier? Yeah, there's eight land blocks and, um, and the 36 hectares of gold was quite one of the largest gold orchards in the country at that time. And, uh, and we've, we've since uh, you know, brought on Hawke's Bay, which is another 64 hectares of gold, just, yes. just gold license, uh, which has just made our, um, trebled our income, which has made us, uh, it's given us the ability to distribute some very good dividends and some very good grant programs to, to our hapu. Obviously, in 2017, there was you know a bit of media around this yeah, yeah, little yeah. orchard. Well, not little, but this orchard from good old little Matapehe that bought this um, orchard in Hiretonga. Is there a move to conv- uh, to make that particular orchard um, organic? We're looking at um, one of the one of the first. The, 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 the orchard down there is actually five orchards. So orchard number one has got the right conditions for us to experiment at, um, at uh, converting to, to, um, to organic gold. Uh, we, don't require, we don't require many of the chemicals that you need to get rid of to become organic, so and probably the, the worst one, and, and it is a terrible chemical, but it is necessary in the industry, is, is a, a chemical called high cane. We don't use it already down in the Hawke's Bay anyway. We never ever have on our orchards, so it gives us a good uh, impetus to, to, to develop organic mm. down there. Uh, deciding to buy the orchard down in Hawke's Bay, that was quite an event in itself. Uh, that orchard was the largest Māori land purchase ever. That was a $40 million purchase, and, you know, you're, uh, you're pretty scared when you make that kind of a jump. But, but once we decided to, we, uh, we did. We were not the highest bidders for that orchard. There were two higher than us. But what happened was we went as a hapu family concept, and the family that owned it, the Ericsons, um, 
John Erickson's mum, who was a half owner of the business, she liked the family concept, so she chose us. Oh. Yeah. And we were considerably lower than the other two bidders. Is that right? Yeah. Just goes to show the values. Yeah, the know. values are really good. Typical Viking family. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to talk about the, um, obviously you opened Te Mahara, which is the on-site in-orchard uh, accommodation hostel, and that was a tribute to, was it the 20th Māori Battalion? Or? Yeah, it was. Um, so it, it, uh, Mahara being memory, in memory of Te Aroha, the, the food truck. Now, Now a, a lot of our, our tūpuna were, were soldiers in the 28th Battalion, but this, not only that, a lot of our tūpuna were also the people that fundraised for the truck. And so it had a, a dual value to us. It was, wow, they fundraised for yeah, the actual truck. For the actual truck. So the truck was actually bought by Māori for the battalion and, uh, and shipped across to the, to, um, to the desert campaign at that time and, um, and then on to Europe. What we... What actually triggered it off was I had a very old photo that's really fading, and it's a photo of our founding chairman, Turirangi Takani, standing next to the truck when it arrived in Africa. And, wow. um, and so he was one of the first recipients of kai from, from our people. And so we thought that the significance of that was that truck went across the world to feed our soldiers. Very mm. Māori. So, in terms of, um, I'm not too sure about how the season works, but obviously you've you've got you know workers here. How does that sort of day to day operation look like um, on site? So we have a a permanent staff of about 28 here, which is a very large staff, and but this, it can fluctuate up to contractors being 170 to 200 contractors here in the season, and you could get roughly the same maybe a little bit less, probably about 150 ahead to do the pruning during winter. Um, <clears throat> what we're looking to do is create a seasonal workforce. I don't like the word seasonal, but a, a workforce that can actually encompass both those periods of time Right. So that instead of being a, a three to four month worker, you're actually a nine month worker. The other thing too is that you know most Māori orchardists are very good employers. They pay their people well. So we pay between twenty three and twenty five dollars an hour, and people go, oh, they only get nineteen dollars ten. Not us. We pay a very good wage. It's above the living wage. It's above the living wage, and um, but we want to be the direct employer of those, not contractors. So we still use contractors, but we would prefer to head towards them being ours. Um, so we have applied, and we are the first Māori group to be um, registered as a licensed RSC recipient. So we're, allowed, we're part of the RSC program. So we look to target our Pacific cousins as, as part of that whakawhanaungatanga, mō te, 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 uh, te mona nui mm. so, so being able to, um, to profit from... Uh, for both us and our, our Pacific cousins to profit from the work. Tēnā koe Ratahi Cross, Chairperson of Naitū Kairangi Trust in Matapehi, Tauranga. Te Kaha 15B Hini Ora Orchard is located in Te Whanua Apanui country with whakapapa links to Te Whanu a Te Ehutu Hapu. The orchard is made up of 11.8 hectares. The main operation is an 8-hectare Sun Gold G3 kiwifruit orchard. The trust also manage a 3-hectare holiday park. 
Norman Carter has, for the best part of 40 years, worked at government agencies, including Air New Zealand, Te Puni Kōkiri, Tertiary Education Commission, New Zealand Forest Services and Work in Income New Zealand. He is the current chairman of Te Kaha 15B Heneora Orchard and resides in Otterua. I visited him at his home near Ohenemotu village. Well, the area that our block occupies was commonly known as the food bowl of Takaha because along with other adjacent blocks, you could grow almost anything there. And that was because of its unique microclimate, was a vigorous producing area in whatever grew. Um, In 1915, the current block was partitioned off and allocated to around half a dozen whānau, and and that was uh, done through the Māori Land Court. Our block, 15B, led quite a checkered life as a small sheep and beef and dairy unit uh, before it was leased to grow oranges. So it was an orange grove. Uh, None of these uses were particularly economically sound, um, and all the cousins kept taking the oranges off the block. (laughs) Haywood Green was the curry fruit that we initially grew. Oh, okay, yes, yes. Um, Potential investors offered us the opportunity to become a joint venture partner along with five other blocks, and we were the last block to join the Takaha group of blocks in 1999. Uh, The driver of the joint venture partners was Ian Craig, and he, along with half a dozen investors um, and the Aporiki Packing Cool Store Company, or OPEC, joined into a 50-50 partnership with six Takaha blocks, of which Takaha 15B was one of them. How does the orchard support the um, the community? Um, I, from the report, there's um, the Growers Education Charity. Can you talk a bit more about this? I suppose it's important to understand that, that Takaha 15B is like a cog in a wheel. Mm. Uh, so when you think of our contribution to the community through TKG or Takaha Group, we have formed a limited liability partnership company um, under which some blocks, or in most cases all blocks, can make investments into businesses um, that we are all keen to support. This is how we began Takaha Gold Sprain and Orchard Services, which now employs between 20 and 30 local people. Um, It's also how we began both our trial nursery Mm. and now our larger new permanent uh, nursery which will be close to five hectares. Um, it is also how we made application to the Provincial Growth Fund for a total in development of $18 million. We, we were successful in achieving $13 million in both grants and loans. This will help us establish water storage in the region, mm. a water scheme to service new orchards, um, existing orchards and potable water to marae. Um, so that again is community development. Um, it also includes 100 hectares of new orchard development. Wow. And whilst we were looking at um, G3 as an alternative, yeah. uh, I think we're going to retrench on that one and go back to green kiwi fruit so we don't have to pay close to the uh, $450,000, $500,000 yeah. per hectare for the licence fee. We've also got a two-hectare school development project um, up at Takaha uh, Area School, which is a secondary school, it's uh, been rebuilt now, brand new. Um, it's just started, so it's got a ways to go. Uh, probably next year it will reopen. And we're uh, trying to implement two hectares of kiwi fruit, organic kiwi fruit, um, on the school block. 
The Trust have also looked at improving life on the coast. One example is making transport more accessible. But what we believe is that um, if we can achieve that and the profits that come back off that two-hectare block, we'll be able to help um, the kids in their travels from uh, Tikaha through to Apotiki, travels to Taranga Moana, their travels to Rotorua, Auckland and Wellington uh, on school excursions and school trips because right now, you know, the parents have to do a lot of fundraising to achieve that and we're hoping that uh, by the time we pay the debt back on the block um, that the school will be self-sufficient and we're we're, um, in terms of helping the kids with that and we're also hoping that um, the parents won't have to fundraise very much after that. So obviously with the... Horticulture Awards coming up as part of Ahu Whenua. This is the first time that the Ahu Whenua Awards have included yeah. um, horticulture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this must be a bit of a tohu for you and your fellow trustees that, or, you know, validating your guys' hard work over the years, Norman. Well, um, the inaugural Ahu Whenua uh, Cup was competed for in 1933 um, for individual dairy farmers, mm-hmm. and that was won by William Swinton of Rokokiri. So there is a whakapapa connection between uh, the many families within Takaha 15B and the Swintons. This being the inaugural competition for the Au Whenua within horticulture, Takaha 15B trustees took the opportunity to be a part of that. If any upcoming Māori orchards, horticulture, kiwi fruit orchards are listening to our kōrero right now, Norman, what's kind of like your number one kind of key piece of advice that you would give to our Māori entrepreneurs in horticulture today? I I, I suppose the main thing is um, don't be afraid to approach some of those blocks that have already developed. We were the first ones, I believe, in the country to go into a joint venture partnership with Pākehā entrepreneurs and uh, we're now at the end of that. We have two blocks that have uh, uh, crystallised this year, which means that they've paid all their debt off. Uh, another two will crystallise next year. One will crystallise in 2022, and we're the last to crystallise in 2023. So what that means is we will have paid off all our debt, and the whole and the block as an entirety it comes back to the owners. So we are no longer in a 50-50 partnership. We are 100% owned by the owners in in in, in the block. So that's exciting. Uh, it, there's still a lot of hard work to do. That aside, um, it's still a good option, but. I think the other thing we've got to do is, is look for other crops that could um, support kiwi fruit um, so that you don't put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. So we're looking at, at areas like that in which we can develop, whether that um, may be blueberries or it could mm. possibly be limes or lemons or, or things like that. We're, we've tried them before, um, but the barrier for us is really distance um, because it's a long way to transport our our product from the coast into the main centres. So, but uh, you know, um, it's all positive going forward. Tēnā koe, Chairman of Takaha 15B Heniora Orchard Trust, Norman Carter, a finalist in this year's inaugural Ahu Whenua Trophy Excellence in Māori Horticulture Award 2020. And we heard from the other two finalists, Naitu Kairangi Trust in Matapihi and Otama Marere Trust in Paingarua. The awards dinner was held on Friday, November the 20th in Rotorua. 
Well, tēnā, kua tai ki te mutinga o tēnei wahanga, that's the show for the week. Now you can download the podcast, just search RNZ Tiahika. He mihi tēnei kia koutou katoa, koutou rā, kua tahuri mai ki tēnei kaupapa. Ko te manakau ia kia paita koutou wiki, noho ora mai. Thank mm-hmm. you.